Looks like it's not. Oh, it's recording. Okay, where it go? First things first for the people before I forget. We are in HD, baby, on the YouTube.com. Actually, we're not in HD. We're in 360p. <laughs> so close. <laughs> but, we're, but we are working with Zoom's people. Uh, you know, we're back and forth. We're having uh, business meetings, all kinds of shit to try to get that 720p going. So check us out on YouTube if you're listening to this and you want to see the weird faces that Phil makes when he says some weird shit or... Often. Whatever you want to see. I mean, Phil has to wear clothes now. <laughs> I mean, what sounds kind of funny is that it almost sounds like up until we posted to YouTube, but y'all still saw me, I was naked. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, I've just been like, I know, right? <laughs> like, we've just been watching you naked every week. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just, I kind of crawl in, like, I just like kind of come across the screen like this. I just make sure <laughs> I, I never stand up. <laughs> oh, man. So, it's worked out so far. Yeah, the link to our YouTube channel will be in the episode notes, in our Instagram bio, everywhere. So if you're someone who likes to watch podcasts instead of listening, or sometimes you just like to mix it up, go subscribe. Make sure you like all our videos and and support us so we can, you know, get friendly with the, get nice and cozy with the YouTube algorithm, you know what I'm saying? trying to do, bro. And also, if you put your phone like 10, 12 feet away, it looks HD. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Actually, on a small screen, 360p is like decent, you know? Yeah. It's like, it'll look like watching it on your Apple Watch or something. Yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) maybe just while you're on the go, you know? Phones phones only. Phones only. (laughs) Let's get it. From 1718 Media, this is the In Laws Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Arthur. I'm Philip. And I'm John. one thing i wanted to bring up because i feel like i really manifested something because what happened was my birthday was two days ago yeah hey where's our soundboard birthday oh i have it bro there should have been cheers right there my birthday was two days ago as of recording this yeah bang bang there she is but on my birthday is like uh generally the first like full day of fall right which is cool so i'm the king of the fall Theoretically, but the weekend <laughs> also tries to claim that title because he has Based a song. Science. <laughs> yeah, like like it just just makes sense. But the weekend has a song called "King of the Fall" that he put out in like 2014, and it's like a amazing song, like one of my favorite mm. weekend songs. Right. By the way, if you're gonna pull it up and listen to it, it it does have some very inappropriate lyrics. Might not be your vibe. Just a disclaimer. But anyways, if you're under, thir- if you're under 13, you're listening yeah, yeah, to this. not for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that song was always only on SoundCloud and YouTube, right? It wasn't on any of the streaming services. Right. It was just kind of one song you just put through up one day. And the other day, I mean, I've noticed that. I mean, we've even talked about it that artists are starting to put their older music on the streaming services if they can. And he he had a, he posted a instagram posts of a song that bryson tiller threw up on all the streaming platforms that he made with the weekend like a long time ago Yo. and i literally commented on that photo i was like okay now time for king of the fall i have the receipts right bro i shit you not brothers better not 
Three hours later, he throws up a post. It says, F it. King of the Falls is on all platforms tonight. Bro. Bro, what are the Bro. odds? What are the odds? Do you odds? think he saw your comment? Probably not, but it's a cool story. <laughs> of course he did. He saw my the comment. Yes. Yeah, bro, he did. But, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I deserve at least like a, a little bit of royalties. Um, at least like 5%. Yeah, like give me like throw me a 1%er just so I could like, yeah, you know, get a little quick buck. Because I feel like it's on. Throw me on, a decibel in there. The people are able to HD. enjoy it because of me. 100%. Facts. So. I like don't you know. are the reason that some. I mean, honestly, no, song will probably change people's life forever. That's no, it, on you, bro. It changed mine. Wow. So I'm. Pr- I mean, honestly, I'm proud of you. I literally. I, I saw. <laughs> first of all, thank you. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally. <laughs> I was in my bed, still awake at like 3 a.m. last night, and I saw that post, and it's literally like I. I don't even know if I've ever felt that like type of happiness. That was like That's a new level. Crazy. It was a new level, bro. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for for years. Years. Damn. Literal years. Nice. Six years. First, he's trying to copy you with Legend of the Fall, and then he drops King of the Fall, whatever, you know. Legend Legend of the Fall was the name of his tour. Don't worry about it. You're both. The name of his, like, uh, tour. Well, quite the redemption. Bro, it's kind of how I feel, like, on Instagram, I'll post something real inspiring, (laughs) and then, like, men's trends with a Z, (laughs) they'll comment from, like, four different... Men's Trends. It's like a clothing company. Honestly, it's like the hottest up-and-coming clothing company on Instagram. <laughs> oh, oh, it's and an account. Okay, gotcha. No, dude, it, uh, you don't realize no. how up-and-coming they are. Anyways, oh. they'll, they comment on all of my stuff multiple times from different accounts, and it just really makes me feel like, you know, I'm valued in this community. And, and I, um, I think sim- that's a robot. Similar. No, it's not. Bro, it's 2020. Mm. We ain't got robots yet. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I don't think I mean, that's legit, bro. We got a Yuffie out there cleaning up our kitchen, but you know, either that way. That is true. No, but like that same kind of like pride that you're like, man, like am I I don't even know. This has really nothing to do with what you were saying, but yeah. It's a good feeling, you know, to have so many robots that love you. So many. Honestly, only only robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those spam comments do be annoying though. Bro, okay, here's what I was talking to Elizabeth about this the other day. Whereas I don't know, so there's all you can look up anywhere and the biggest thing for Instagram and then putting your content out there for algorithms is engagement, right? So it's like, are you liking and commenting on stuff? Are people liking and commenting on your stuff? The more that that's happening, the more they'll kind of push your content to people that follow you. And so I was like, I, I was in of this mindset that was like, man, so even if it's a bullshit comment and it's just like, DM me for promo or whatever. Or like send nudes or whatever the heck it might be. I'll always just like like and comment like biceps or something on it. Just Just reply to it. I'm like, okay, it's engagement. But I'm wondering if if me replying and commenting to every single one of these bots, which is like all of my comments, is actually causing those comments to come back more and more and more because they're getting the engagement. Ah. Like am I actually encouraging men's trends to love me that much more? That is very true. I hadn't thought about that. Or they they go off the hashtag that you probably one they got one of the hashtags and they got a bot Bro. and he comments on it. Hundred percent. Because I'll post whether it's like music or fitness or anything in between, it's always the same groups of people. But I use I don't know. It's weird, bro. So I'm you wondering know, like man. this whole you time could be influencing them. Yeah. Instagram is a dark and scary place. <laughs> it is. I don't like with it. I don't vibe with it. Actually I kinda do. Kind of do. It's like a love hate thing. Low key, I'm kind of getting into reels. Like if you oh, don't do, oh, t- yeah. 
if you don't get into, if you don't do TikTok dances, it can actually be like a pretty cool platform for some like just quick like quick edit stuff. Yeah, it's, I'm not I'm not minding it. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's that's literally what TikTok is. <laughs> Clone. I know. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to. I'm a savage. Booty, <laughs> whatever you know. Like that's not what I'm trying to do right now. Man, I might be what the that might be what the people want, bro. I start swinging some. Hey, hips. hey, that one that one video you put of the um of you acting like you were the the robot or whatever. <laughs> oh, oh that bro, was the, hilarious. The freaking avatar on Social Dilemma or whatever, and the guy's just like, oh my god, <laughs> I was dying, bro. I was. That weak. was we're gonna post that clip. That on was one hundred, bro. That was good. Brilliant. We're gonna post that clip on the gram for the people who, uh, you know, are, are curious what we're talking about. Go follow us at Tillcast. Free promo. Bro, I just I give the people what what they want. <laughs> anyway, I, I I hear what y'all are saying about um, like feeling like you you make a, a big impact on you know somebody who's relatively famous, uh, like on their feed or something like that. Uh, there's this one guy. He he's like a programmer, and he's got a couple thousand followers. And I didn't know I. I think it's like 12,000 or something, but I always see his stuff and I always follow him, like, you know, all his projects and stuff. But, um, one time somebody was like taking his content and he was like, Hey, go not spam this guy, but report him for, you know, copyright or, you know, whatever it is. And so I did it and then I messaged him like a couple thumbs up and he was like, dude, thanks so much, whatever. And I was like, Oh, it's just probably, you know, some type of program that he wrote to just, you know, just to say uh, thank you. (laughs) Engage with his followers. Right. And so I was like, hey, is this, I was like, ha, 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 like, is this a robot? And he was like, no, man, this is me. And I was like, no way, <laughs> are you kidding? And he was like, yeah, no, like I, um, I'm, I was like, do you know about the uh, Instagram API to like make a bot and stuff? And he's like, yeah, I'm actually working on one. And I was like talking to him about it and stuff like that. But I was like, oh my God, this guy oh. has a lot of followers and he's kind of talking to me. He's got the clout, he, bro. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But it gives you a good feeling. It's like an affirmation. Okay. Yeah, the weekend, dude. I, like, I mean, I think he messaged me. I haven't even looked yet, but um, you like your pic, bro? He's in your requested. He did. Yeah, yeah somewhere in my requested folder, just like <laughs> thanking me for. Bro, for you left him on scene, didn't you? You said I'm in control. Balls in my park right now. Oh, damn! <laughs> he's probably legend. He said probably I wants me. Probably wants me to be a part of his team. I don't know. Something, something Yo, like that. I'd be pissed. Damn. <laughs> we got so Arthur weird. leaving the weekend on the scene. Get bro, off, man. You know how I do. I've been doing that with people just like all day, bro. On the men's, you believe? I have people that like want scene? I have I have people that like want to train with me and I just leave them on scene. I say I'm in control. Yeah, Bad. I have people people that just want to pay you but you don't really want to be yeah. paid. I'm like I'm in control. I don't I don't <laughs> you don't dictate when you pay me. That's what I'm saying, bro. Come on. What is yeah. this? What is this? <laughs> Freaking tire tyranny. Frickin- <laughs> That's a kid song, bro. I was like, get the word out. I'm still glancing at these questions because I ain't freaking got one for today, brothers. Oh man, you know what, man? One thing I one thing I realized that we are good at is our country accents. It's it's very true. I was I was listening back to last week's episode. Well, here's what I'll say. I'll go ahead and say that probably for the next 20 minutes, we'll talk in an accent similar to this. <laughs> so the other day, I was going some, I was going bass fishing with my father, yeah. and we were out um, fishing for the bass, and I was chewing on a few things. And my dad said, "Son, have you ever caught a damn fish in your in your in your life?" And I said, "No, father, I've never I've never um, caught a damn fish in my life." And so I 
I said, I'm going to go out right now. I'll dive into the water. And I'll catch one with my damn mouth. And <laughs> so what I did is I went ahead. I, t- I, I tore my, my shirt right clean off of me. And then I just dumped right into the uh, into the waters. And next thing you know, I got a fish in my mouth. And my, my dad was like, was like, what the fuck, son? And I said, damn, dad. I said, dad, dad, you don't. I said, father, you don't curse at me like that. And anyway, that sounds scary, bro. Yeah, no, he's not like exactly who you want to be around for sure. You kind of sound like Kyle from the gym right now. I was thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) But that did cross my mind. I didn't really know how to get out of it. (laughs) So. Anyways, uh, got the fish. Just kind of ate it right there from from my mouth, and wow! And then Boom. we hugged. We hugged. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> the first hug ever. First hug. I was I was four years old. Oh, that was a good story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what kind of great life stories y'all have? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't want to bring those up, man. Brings up bad memories. Y'all, y'all are talking like a stale pond because this conversation's stagnant y'all are like the deer i hunted last week because this conversation is dead (laughs) um what else what else what else um y'all look like you're on mute because you're not talking oh if your belly button was an actual button what would it do that's not a good one not a good one at all whatever it would be doing i'd be pushing it all the time that's what I'm saying. Not if it made you fart, though. I don't. I don't know if like you would well, want. Why that. would you? Why would you choose to make it fart and then just fart all the time? Like imagine the actual feeling of farting all the time. That'd can you fart of... on command? I can. <laughs> no way. We we know you can belch on command, <laughs> bro. I I cannot fart on command. Imagine that would be. That'd be shit. a lot of lot of ruined underpants. Like if you had the absolute, testing phase, absolute manual control over your flatulence. <sighs> That would not be pleasant. What'd you do for your birthday, man? You know what? I um, I actually had probably like one of the best birthdays I've had in a while. Wow. Hey, let's hear about it. Like wow. the vibes. Unless you were got just something right. else to talk about. The vibe. No, I'll talk about it. <laughs> the vibes were just right. Like you know, like I I think back to my my birthday last year, and it was just kind of whack. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like the vibes were not necessarily right. But mm-hmm. this year, I feel like. It was just a way better vibe, you know. I mm. got a little bit of everything. I played some video games, you know, friends, family. Phil made me tear up while I was at dinner. It's true. I was straight out there, Brian, bro. No, it's but true. honestly, just the—I don't know. It was just like a, a good day, you know. So I feel you. That's what you want that's from cute. a birthday. I feel like birthdays, honestly, ha- usually you have like too many um, activities. Too many like expectations, like you just want it to be a great day, and then it ends up kind of not being. Like it's just like whatever, just another day. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this one was actually really good. I enjoyed it. Do you think, for one, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Two, do you think it's partially because, like you said, we kind of overhype things and overplan and you know, yeah, overactivate the day, do too much. Is is part of it because we feel this like social pressure to? make it such an event where it's like, okay, we got to go out. We got to invite these people, send this out, make sure we get the guests. Do we have that? That Like it's, it's such a big thing. You got to make sure you check all your social medias and respond to everyone's messages. And like, like it's such a kind of a big thing when it could just be a great normal day where you just give it a little bit more purpose and focus and kind of tune yourself into yourself or, or yeah, 
kind of tune into yourself and be like, hey, what do I want? Like, let me just, you know, serve myself today in a way, you know? Yeah, like just do what you actually want to do. Because I feel right. like there's a lot of pressure, like at least with me, I was like, okay, maybe I should do something that with like, you know, as many friends as possible and like meet these demands. But instead, we just like kept it a small group. I saw who I wanted to see, like spend time with who I wanted to spend time with. And it was like way more enjoyable of the time. You know what I'm saying? That's the move, man. And but plus, I'm just also just more of a spontaneous person. So that's generally how I prefer to. I don't like to overplan. Yeah, I, I do. Think. I I hate when um, like you know, it's about to be your birthday, and you know somebody has something planned for you, but you kind of like you you know like you want to do something, but you don't know exactly what what you want to do. But then somebody plans it for you. Yeah. And like. I don't know, man. I've I've been lucky that I haven't had that the last couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can remember like when we were younger and like, hey, we're going to go see all your fam like all of our family and we have this barbecue planned out and I'm like, dude, I don't want to do that. Like <laughs> what if I just wanna be like just with yeah. uh you know, immediate family or two or three right. friends and go do something like really fun instead yeah. of like having it spread out, you know. Sure. Having yeah. to, to see all these different people. Which um yeah, the the last birthday that I had, which was a couple a a month ago, two months ago, was like perfect. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't really have to go see anybody. I kind of saw the people that I wanted to see, and like that was by my choice because I was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm coming over right now. Like, you know, come outside or hey, I'm come. You know, because it was probably, like, you know, I had a freaking car and <laughs> I was just <laughs> driving all day. <laughs> oh, I literally Tesla, got to yeah. go yeah. everywhere that I wanted to go and see exactly what I wanted to see, and it was pretty cool yeah so i could i could see what you're saying i feel like more people are moving to that they're just i think especially this year even like yeah for the last for the last couple years we've mainly just done like dinners with friends or even just like me and elizabeth here or just done something super chill for our birthdays but i feel like this year people are like i realize who and what and where i value (laughs) you know or it's Mm -hmm. like these are the restaurants i don't care about it. I just went because I had access to them or, or these are the people that I hung out to and I don't want to, but I just had access to them and I felt obligation. And it's like now you get you get and kind of have to be really choosy with your time, with your people, um, with what you do. And I think that's part of like Arthur, you're talking about with your birthday and even John, what you were saying where it's like, I just got like, what's what do you actually want to do? Who do you legitimately want to be with without any obligation, without being, oh, if I invite them, I have to invite them. You can mm-hmm. almost use the excuse of anything right now. Yeah, it's kind of ironic that on our birthdays, we're trying to please the most people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, instead oh, of ourselves. 100%. 100%. Was same with like yeah. our, we- our wedding, bro. Like, same. <laughs> it's like, True. There's this balance where we're like, this is our day, but it's kind of everyone else's day. Like, we're yeah, balanced. everyone else needs to enjoy it. Like, right, it's almost right. like you're not even the center of attention. God, I wish it was, you know? Damn. <laughs> God. That's why men's trends makes think- me feel so good, because for a second on social media, <laughs> I'm the center of attention, bro. For that one comment. <laughs> that is deep though bro because we get all our validation from social media 100 that's messed up speaking that's of the up. i feel like we we should we haven't talked about the social dilemma on here have we no it's really good i feel like everyone should watch that you know it just everyone gives you like that. a good understanding of like so many things in terms yeah. of technology and like what how it's affecting us on a day-to-day and we're just yeah. so so entrenched in it so used to it yeah. and it's not like inherently an, an evil thing but it can be like it's not yeah. like they yeah. made Facebook and uh, had all yeah. these ill intentions, right? You know, but it just shit happens when shit gets big. So yeah, there was like in that mo- in that documentary or 
I don't know what you would call it. I don't know if it's a documentary or yeah, whatever. So. Yes. Like they spent like very little time on this. There's one guy that said it. You know, all the bad things, there's one thing that one guy said. And he was like, we made the like button. And that wasn't our intention to like make people depressed. Yeah. Um, it was actually to like spread love and like, you know, that's why they don't have a dislike buttons because they didn't want that kind of negative connotation. And, uh, but it ended up making people depressed Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like they only spent like a little bit of time on that. But I feel like if you were to focus on like this thing was not made to be a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it kind of the ball got rolling. Yep. More things got added. It got more complicated. People started, you know, putting a lot more into it than they probably expected or, you know, other things than they probably expected, you know, the bad things. And mm-hmm. um, it turns out to be what we see it as today, this huge yeah. monster. It's just using it with purpose. You know, I think Arthur and I might have talked about this not that long ago, maybe after we watched it or something, I don't even remember, but it's just like being purposeful with how you use it. Like for me, it's pretty much just business and I'm kind of glad that it is where I just use it as a platform for my music and for my fitness and like for the podcast and stuff like that. And I only engage with things that have to do with those things. And so like even like a couple days ago, I unfollow, I only have ever followed like 340 people or something like that. But in the last like week or two, I've unfollowed like another 160 people, even like pages that I thought I enjoyed their content where I just kind of realized like, man, I, I genuinely like I followed you because you were a fitness page and a a huge fitness influencer maybe, but I don't actually get anything from your content. Mm -hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm not getting any value from it. And even I'll probably go again in a few weeks and go back through and unfollow people and, and and it's like it's nothing personal. Like I'll, I've unfollowed family and friends and stuff. Where it's like the, I I don't I don't care about what you're posting about. It's not what I want to see. It's not that I don't like you or anything. Call me anytime, but I don't want to consume your content. And I I have actually seen it's kind of crazy because now that I only follow a few pe- like very few people on social media, like I'll I'll scroll like there'll be like six posts. And I like all of them. They're all good stuff that I want to follow. And then it says, you're at the end of your content. Is there anything else you want to see? And I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like, <laughs> there's no pressure. Like, I don't need to keep scrolling, keep refreshing because I don't follow that many people. There's nothing there to see. And it's, yeah. um, it's, it's actually really refreshing where I found myself off of Instagram a lot. I mainly use Instagram. That's 90% of my platform. And I've, I've found myself using it quite a bit less because I'm just not tempted with content that I don't care about. I'm not scrolling aimlessly, just sucked into an algorithm. It's really nice, man. Yeah, that's one thing that I like. You can make it valuable, you know. It's sure. up to you. Because at the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of issues with these platforms that are out of our control, but there's also a lot that is in our control. You know, we can we choose who we follow. Like we're 100%. basically curating everything we see. To some mm-hmm. extent, and we feel obligated to um, please people we are acquaintances with or know from the past, whoever it is, when it's just kind of BS. Like, bro, if you're going to you spend what... hours on this every day, you might as well make it, you know, something you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. I think the biggest downfall in this movement, or one of them, there's, there's a lot, but one of the biggest ones was actually the initial one, which was Facebook. And it was when you were friends with people. And and the problem with it was even just verbiage and the emotion behind it and the psychology behind it. It's like, now 
I can unfollow you or restrict you or whatever on Facebook or, or Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And it's, it's so much less emotional. But on Facebook, which I would say is probably the most divisive platform, the, the, the threads on there are just unreal when it comes to politics and all these emotional things. It's just crazy divisive. But it's because it's like you're friends with all these people and you feel somewhere deep in your brain that you're friends with them. I mean, these people I've met once in my entire life. <laughs> and it's like I met them at some camp 14 years ago and somehow they're on their page talking about whatever. Yeah. And it's like, but and then you're like, then you have to unfriend. It's like this weird emotional thing where it's like, what if I unfriended my whole family because I didn't like what they were posting and I don't care about their content on mm -hmm. Facebook specifically, even on Facebook, which is kind of where everyone tries to just keep in touch or whatever. You really could curate a good environment for you to feel inspired and motivated and surround yourself with content that, you know, inspires the craft that you're in. And but like you said, it's your choice. But I think yep. the unfriend. The unfriend thing really, you feel so much more connected. Like there's no other platform where I follow 800 people just because I don't care about 800 people that much. But on on Facebook, I have 800 uh, yeah. friends or whatever. I don't care about 790 Damn. of theirs content. You're pretty popular, bro. 800. Bro, that's but it's lot, because man. that's because people are like, <laughs> do you want to be my friend? And I'm like, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, why not? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a friendly dude. The more Mr. the merrier, baby. Yeah. Bro, the more Mary, bring him in. I thought the number was a good thing. But now I'm really like, dude, yeah. I don't it, care about any of this. It does put into perspective, though. Sometimes people get frustrated that certain changes aren't made on these social media platforms when that is every... There's so many little details like that that the designers and whoever's engineers, everyone at those platforms needs to take into account. Like even the way you label something, 100%. for example, a friend makes it, makes that emotional, makes that more personal. And then it can cause problems later, you know, then that's something they probably didn't think about, but it's right. something so minimal that can, you know, be a big deal. And the same with, like John mentioned earlier, um, the, uh, John mentioned, the like oh, button. the like button. Mm -hmm. John mentioned the like button earlier and how there's no dislike button because that yeah. would cause all these problems with, oh, I got more dislikes than likes and all this stuff. But in the reality is, even just having a like button is a problem because if we don't get enough of them, it's basically like people disliked it. You know what I'm saying? Right, so exactly. It's like, there's so many variables on these these yeah. platforms. You know, one of the, one of the things I'm like kind of iffy about on, on like kind of shifting the blame to whoever made it is because like if you have a burger right and the chef made it really good and it makes you want to eat the burger every single meal every single day and you get fat and you get high cholesterol like do you blame the chef or do you blame yourself personal kind of like the same thing with like yeah it's like your responsibility so i i i guess if they were engineering for it to be more desirable for you it's still on you to say hey um it doesn't mean this much or, or i shouldn't you know indulge in this or whatever mm -hmm. um yeah. but that's a good I point, though, because, like, you think about it, like, why would they make it worse? So, it's like you get on YouTube and you watch a video that you like. Like, for me, maybe it's some fitness video or a music production video. And right next to it is 10 other music production videos I also want to like or, mm -hmm. or I want to watch. Like, this, like it's, good, it's good in that sense where it's like you actually are giving me more valuable content if I choose to go that route. 
And at the same time, it's like, why would that burger chef, whatever, make a worse burger so that you wouldn't want to eat it as much because it makes you fat? <laughs> it's like, mm. no, like I, yeah. I want you to come back here. For one, there's monetary gain involved. You can't get away from that, but that's just, you know, society. And, but at the same time, it's like, you can't really blame someone who you have created a demand for their product, you know? Yep. Yeah. Which I got a bone to pick with Nabisco because goddamn those Oreos. I can go through a whole couple sleeves, man. Just like nothing. Bro. You know, I used to love Oreos. And now I like, I'm indifferent. Like, I like them. I'll have them. But nah, like, that's, that's not all right, bro. You changed, bro. I'm like indifferent. You, you know what? Who are the you? Thin, the thin mint ones. Those are those are all right. Those are a good time. <laughs> those aren't as good. Like, you can't beat the original. I've tried so many. Oh. You know, Oreo makes all different kinds now. They're like too rich and like machine tasting. spice. But that OG spice. Oreo... Double it's stuffed. Un- undefeated, bro. bro. Hey, but those thin ones are good, man. The I like the good. double stuff, but I also like the thin ones, man. They both ones. slap pretty hard. Yeah, I was going to say, that icing, that, that, that. Last, thing, uh, last thing about social media real quick. I had an yeah. idea. So, you know how like on Instagram, you can like put up polls and mm-hmm. basically like you post whatever you say and they, you can choose. Do you like it or do you not like it kind of a thing? Yes or no? Like what instead of – because I think, again, there's psychology behind the friend and the unfriend, the like. Like they even show a thumbs up. Like it's things that we know like primitively that are like, this is good. If you get a thumbs up, this is a good thing that you did or that you posted or that you you know reposted or anything like that. It's like if you take some of the hum- humanity out of it, would it be better? Like instead of like friend and unfriend and like and unlike and all these things that we know in our communication to be you know affecting our emotions. Like what if it was literally like – you hit a green button or a red button. And I think green means go and red means stop. Sure. Kind of like good Sure. Bear. But it takes away like the, like, I mean, this sounds maybe simplistic, but like the thumb and the hand and like this image of like and unlike where it's like, and instead of having numbers, it would have a percentage. So like this, this post was 72% positive feedback or something mm-hmm. like that. And so you just have like, it, and you could show a scale where it was a little bit more green than red. And so it'd be far, even if that seems silly, it's far less emotional than I got 12 likes or 150,000 likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It would just be like, oh, this this post is doing well, like on a, on a scale of positivity or negativity, this impacted people a certain way. But it wouldn't have numbers attached to it, just be percentages or something like that, ratios or yeah, yeah. Like it's it's the amount that gets people. Like, uh, right? The I know amount, Instagram and, was gonna play with that, right, to get rid of the amount of likes. Yeah, which to me kind of makes sense. Like, why does it matter? Like, it should be about the content at the end of the day. That's sure. what they want. It want it should be about the photos or whatever. Yeah. You're, whatever you're sharing, the ideas. Yeah, like they could keep that private and still have the same algorithms without right. people actually knowing. Yeah, like to me, what does it hurt? Like it? I mean, I guess if you're like Ads. an influencer. If you're an influencer, you can't show off or it'll be harder to show your value to like brands sure. that want to sponsor you and stuff because they can't right. as easily see your Engagement your likes stuff. and your, uh, yeah, all your numbers. But I mean, I'm sure you yeah. would be able, still be able to show that to them on the back end somehow. They are. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, they're hiding comments. I don't see it all the time, but a lot of times they'll scroll by a post and you can't even like find the comments. I'm like, wait, they have 80,000 likes. How is there no comments? But then you click on the... Uh, text or whatever and it shows all the comments from there so it's kind of nice i think even the fact that you can still have them there you can still have access to that analytic or something if you want to but again kind of like putting a small barrier between you like a machine and your humanity i think that's what the social dilemma is kind of all about it's like there's these machines and then there's your humanity and they found a way to manipulate you 
through that. Yeah. So if you can somehow have a barrier, whether that's through changing what the like means, changing the friend on friend, follow on follow, changing whether what you see, just creating a little bit of a hurdle to get there, I think it would just be better for people's psyche as it is. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I I don't know. For me, it's it it didn't really affect me like like emotionally. What it really did was it, like every time that I got on social media, it made me want to buy things, and even like small things. Like I would just find myself, you know, on social media and be like, "Oh man, that's really cool. I want to get that." And I'd be on blue Amazon tube. and I have a package, you know, right at my door. <laughs> blue yeah, what? <laughs> what is your thing with Bluetooth, bro? <laughs> bro, I just keep seeing freaking people. But um, beyond that Bluetooth, that Bluetooth, bro. (laughs) But yeah, no, I I actually deleted the app from my phone, and so like it's now it's like a lot harder. Not hard. It's not difficult to get on Instagram, but I have more steps in between that. So I find myself like not getting on it as much, Mm -hmm. and that's dude, that's helping my bank account so much too. (laughs) Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is remember what like. When you used to have to write checks or find cash for everything, I'm sure people spent a lot less. They were in less debt. They were less um, impulsive when it came to purchases and stuff like that. Now, bro, I don't – obviously, I still budget and keep track of things. But how easy it is to just like tap my phone at the – especially now with COVID where like I don't want to be touching a, touch a, touch a bunch of stuff. Like just tapping my phone at HEB and boom, done. Like nothing mm. to it. Like it's crazy. It's like I'm, I didn't even open my wallet. I never saw the money come or go from anywhere. Like it yeah. gets deposited straight from my clients, and I tap my phone onto a screen, and it's gone. You know, and it's like the I think having steps. I mean, imagine sitting there, and and now we get pissed at the old lady in line at HEB who's writing out a freaking check to the cent, and it's like, dude, she's so incredibly conscious of what she's spending, though. I think like you were saying, like there's such easy access to either social media, to money, to whatever to food, to anything, dude. Yeah. I think having some hurdles is kind of important to keeping your sanity. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the yeah, problem. Yeah, I got to with... like click, I got to click like four different buttons to get into Instagram versus like, man, <laughs> oh, actually, when I first deleted the app, dude, I found my, like the, the you know, the hour right after, like I found myself like turning on my phone, already swiping and going to like the, the folder that it was in. And yeah. I was like, oh crap, it's not there. And then I'd turn off my phone, and then like a minute later, I'd do it again. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so programmed. Bro, that's scary, <laughs> actually. <laughs> but I like, at least, at least these companies are thinking about these things. You know, yeah. it could be oh, worse. Yeah. But 100%. I think that's why it's important, and what the documentary touches on is that technology companies are essentially like unregulated, man. Like they... Yeah can do whatever the hell they want and and the government's always behind on technology unfortunately so for sure it's almost like they have they're their own government in a weird way which is kind of dangerous um well i don't know i have i guess my take on that is that we are in control of them you know they're not fully without control like if we determine that as a whole like everybody in the you know, whoever's using Instagram is that we don't like this one feature, like they're going to change it for sure. So if we all get on the same train and, you know, say like, oh, dude, you guys are doing this bad thing to us, like they'll change it, yeah. you know? So like, it's kind of cool. And it's also kind of not cool is that we are the, we are the voters for what they're doing by yeah. actually using or not using what it is. And that's kind of like, I guess how capitalism is supposed to be where mm-hmm. you don't want the government involved 
in you know a particular company you know, like you don't want them to be able to bail somebody out you don't want them to be able to you know help them out in, in any type of way but you want the people you want the market i guess the quote-unquote market which is us to be able to like regulate them by making decisions on where we put our time or money or um you know investment whatever 100%. so yeah but you remember th- go ahead i think that gets a little dangerous though when we have such few options like when when it starts turning into like monopolies because if we don't like facebook where do we go <laughs> like but they, we don't that's need your, facebook though that's where everyone is and then you want to go to instagram oh they bought them too you know so it's like it's it turns into this dangerous thing like there needs to be at least some sort of oversight yeah and it's that's basically what the government was designed to do you know yeah so uh well, i don't know it's there's just, the interesting side of it too where it's like they're like these international companies now where it's like some of them are based in the u.s but people that use facebook in other countries that have different laws abide by different laws like that maybe don't have freedom of speech or something like that so it's like it's a really tricky thing because then you get into all this like random censorship stuff and it's like this is just a new world like this is just something we are not prepared to handle you know like it's yeah so the government doesn't know what to do with it where they're still dude we haven't figured out the tax system in the last 300 years so like how in the (laughs) world are we supposed to figure out this new technology and ai and algorithms and shit like it's like god we can't even figure out how to just like own land and in you know it's messed up and that's that's one thing to keep in mind like at least one thing i personally keep in mind is that relatively our country is still pretty young you know like what 250 years right in the grand yeah. scheme of things, yes, there's a lot of flaws, but For sure. damn, like, we've also accomplished a lot. Like, there's some, you know. 100%. So. Mm-hmm. 100%. I have a, a generally optimistic um, view of, like, the future. That's bro. Good. That's how I know you're getting older, boy. 24. Shit, bro. And I, I <laughs> yeah, wasn't bro. optimistic until two days ago when I turned 24. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> life just looks different now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> should just be built different out here, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You remember, you remember, like how you know how complicated social media is right now. There's like so many aspects to it; it's unreal. Like I remember when the biggest issue with social media was like Facebook would have an update like once a year. <laughs> they'd have an update and they would like change the color blue on the sidebar people would be up in arms oh, i i hate it all of a sudden it's, it's a, a dark, shade it's a darker yeah. blue and my eyes hurt and it's like th- that was the biggest issue was like they moved like the the facebook chat thing over to the left and people were just up in arms like this is egregious <laughs> yeah dude that's one thing i really noticed about people on social media they hate any changes you make that's why yeah. I don't know how good we would be at demanding changes because we we just conform to whatever they put out. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're too we lazy, just, yeah. bro. Yeah, and then the minute they change, like even a small design of something, oh, I hate this. But like you get used to it after a week, and then it's like no problem again. You get used to it, or you learn how to use it to your benefit. And I think that's the, one of the hard things. Is like once yeah. something like the algorithm, it helps you, but it can also be a detriment. And so I don't know that can be challenging. Shit, shit, shit man, shit. Going off we're gonna grid. have. Nothing to talk about, and goddamn, man, <laughs> we need a why. It doesn't make sense to me that the government doesn't have like a technology division, Department. or at least like a secretary a space of technology, force, bro. Or, <laughs> we got a space force and a UFO force. <laughs> Shit, I'm glad our technology outside of the planet will be good. <laughs> Yo, do we have some ambassador to tech or something who just speaks speaks to Elon Musk every day? So I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying, bro. Oh, speaking of Elon Musk, yes, 
Uh, Kanye West posted Better a day. tweet. Kanye, I don't know if, how close y'all have been following this, but he's like uh, going against record companies and mm-hmm. the contracts that they have typically signed where they own all the masters to all the artists' music. They own everything, basically. Yeah. So he um, posted a tweet the other day. It was basically his texts with Elon Musk. <laughs> Weird flex. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. they were talking about I guess Elon Musk had asked him about his own contracts that he made with his own artists for his like good music label. Mm-hmm. So Kanye West was replying to him and saying, um, yeah, I don't necessarily think those are fair either. And then Elon Musk responds, so would you change them? That would be powerful or something like that. <laughs> this this would be powerful. <laughs> and he goes, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set that up right now. And then he, oh, he tweets that uh, he's giving back every artist signed to good music. He's giving back the 50% ownership that the label has of their their masters or something like that. Yo, I was like, dude, about it. That's, he is about it. <laughs> that is, move. That was legit to me. Like, yeah, I think that's why Elon Musk is, and Kanye West to a certain extent is so like, they're kind of seen as wild cards because they're willing yeah. to do stuff like that. They're yeah. willing to be outside yeah. of the box. It's like so they're I, both kind of, they're both kind of crazy, but like, even like with Kanye and all his craziness and Elon's had his moments, but it's just like they both really want like positive change. Like if you just like look at the heart of it, like I know that that's, mm-hmm. that's really what they want. And so like even with Kanye, like that's a, that's a big move, man. Like got to give him props for props. It's a huge do. move, right? That's massive. He called out uh, Universal, right? Yeah. He said, okay, now Universal is your turn to match me. Like he's Ooh, just basically, he's Damn. just calling him out, boy. Send a text to Scooter Braun. For real, dude. That guy owns his artist, man. I like the shift that that's going on, though. And I think yeah. Taylor Swift had a huge part to do with that, yeah. where she kind of demanded a new contract. And I don't, I still think Scooter Braun owns all her old masters at this point, but Probably do. everything she's putting out as of now, she owns it all. And I think yeah. that was like there. She just has a partnership with whatever label it is, just for distribution, and that's it. Yeah, because once you become a huge artist. You don't really need to rely on the labels like you used to. And I think that's why I was reading something oh. about how record labels are actually scared of their artists turning into celebrities. <laughs> like they almost want to suppress it. Like they just want people to yeah. focus like on the music and then make their money that way. But like they don't want them to be celebrities. bro. And that says a lot on its own, you know. Well, like what did uh, did you ever watch that Russ interview? I forget who was talking about. With Joe Budden, I think. Button? Oh no, it was, it was someone else. But it was just a couple months ago, maybe. But they were talking about like if Drake went independent, what yeah. that would mean for the industry and how crazy it would be. And they were talking about how he'd make like I don't know five hundred million dollars or something just ridiculous. And they were like going through some of the numbers of like if God's plan would have been an independent release and what that mm-hmm. would have looked like. And it would have just been astronomical amounts of money just because of the streams had like a billion streams i don't remember in the first month or something like that or i can't remember the exact numbers but something crazy and it's like yeah imagine if these artists were just like they had their team like i've got you know four producers around me some songwriters i still have management you know i still have agents that help you know put me where i need to be help facilitate the shows and stuff but my music is my music and i can pay co-writers i can pay these musicians and these studios and whatever just from my pocket instead of having to pay someone else and yeah. dude i put it out i get a hundred percent of it that's crazy man mm-hmm. yep that's crazy money and just so to what, have i it, mean why do people go like uh, why do people go labels 
access. People, well, it's, it's like it's like going on Shark Tank, bro. Where it's like you, there's a lot of investors out there, but it's like the people that know the owners of Walmart and the people that are in this other tier that can call whatever radio station and get your song there. Some of it's just access. Like you just won't get the exposure without them in some senses, but they end up taking intellectual property or you know a percentage of your music stuff like that. Yeah, and when you're so it smaller- is benef- I guess it is in some way beneficial because it'll help you grow. Can yeah. be, yeah. For sure. Okay. Definitely. Like, and they give you, and the way they entice you is they give you a big advance typically. Like, if you're a smaller artist, they'll say, we'll give you a million dollars up front. And then. So they're betting on you pretty much. Basically. Betting on you doing well. Yeah. They're betting, are they, based on their research, they think you're going to perform well and they're just going to take like a big cut of it. (laughs) Bro. But then. So if you guys, yeah, I guess if you guys were to bet on somebody, would you just want that initial bet or would you want something more than that i think that i don't think record labels need to own the the, the masters at this point like yeah. they don't need the property i think you i think it can be more of a partnership yeah. yeah and i think there's like this restructuring going on with i mean like someone like taylor swift demanded it and i think you yeah. know kanye west is kind of following suit and i think it'll go a long way for how just media contracts in general are like structured yeah mm-hmm. but uh, i hope so because once you get to a certain level of success, you rely on the label way less, you know, and that's just the reality of it. So how can you both like benefit and and be on the same like team? Because right now I feel like they want different things. Like, yes, they both want the music to do the best it can. But like I said, the label wants to keep as much control as possible. And at the end of the day, right. like that's not, it's not the healthiest sort of relationship. Bro, can you imagine that like if like, Taylor Swift, completely independent, no label, no nothing. Just like set up something at Zilker Park, <laughs> tweeted and said, hey, it's 200 bucks to come here. Show up. You know, freaking 60,000 people would fly and come in and, and all of Austin would be there. Like, it would just be something crazy. Like, they don't need all the facilitation, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they don't need all that anymore. They have enough access yeah. through social media to do anything in the world that they want. At least yeah. with the like, at least with some of these superstars. I mean, there's I know there's kind of like a list, b list kind of thing, but yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, I'm, I, I guess all I'm saying is that if I were to bet on somebody and I made fifty bets on fifty different people, and most of them, or you know, I don't know how many, maybe half of them made it. Like, I would want to have more than that initial bet since I'm putting in a lot of risk. I guess that's how I see it from their point of view, which thinking on the artist's point of view, like, dude, I would not want to give away, like, what is it? Your uh, master's. Yeah, your master's. Like, there's no way I'd want to give that away. But then on their side, I'm like, well, I bet on you. Like, what do you mean? Like, I want to have, you know, I want to get back my investment from these other people I bet on. And it's like a, you know, where do you want to be at the end of it? Yeah. yeah, it just maybe like in your initial contract, you could say we have to at least make this minimum mm-hmm. from you from this partnership before before you can leave us or whatever, if, yeah. if that ever became a thing. But the reality is like if you have a really good partnership with someone and your your vision is aligned, why would they want to leave? You know, mm-hmm. like if you kind of cultivate that healthy relationship right. and that that good partnership with someone. 
it can be a lasting, you know, thing for for everyone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I think that's what they work. should focus on more is the culture. For sure. I feel like it should work more like a like an investment deal, you know, where it's like I've got this product, it's my voice, it's my artistry, whatever it may be, and you're offering to give me give me money and exposure and all of these connections, this network that you have, and in return you get maybe let's just say 20% of everything until I've doubled your investment and then it goes down to five and you keep whatever. Like, I feel like there should just be more structure where it's like, there's an incentive, there's an incentive for me to make a good product and, and to grind and to hustle because I want to get my money, but I also want you to get paid back. You want to help me because you want to get paid back your double as soon as possible. And, and then you have a, a perpetuity for however long, you know, something like that. But like right yeah. now, it's just like, I'll give you money, I'll put you on, but and I own your shit. You know, like I own mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Yep. That's, I mean, saying it like that is like, yeah, of course, that's how you want it. And I, f- I hope that people start doing it that way so it becomes a norm to where like, okay, we're going we're gonna to go up. And once we're at a certain level to where you're happy and I'm happy, then, you know, uh, go do something else or help me out the way you were, were doing it before, but don't, you know, try to squeeze every penny out of me and... Yeah, maybe yeah. It, that's what that what that's what this um, movement with Kanye or what he's trying to get going. Well, I mm-hmm. feel like it would incentivize them moving to other artists too, because the problem is whoever's managing Taylor Swift or like Scooter Braun owning all the masters and stuff, dude, they've got these like three babies that are like they're they're everything. They're the top of the top, the best of the best. And it's like, what if you just got them there? And then you say, okay, look, you get your 90, you know, we're not 50, 50 anymore. I don't own all your stuff. I'll take 5% and you keep doing what you're doing and I'll keep making my 5%. But now I can put my energy towards someone else, build them up, put it towards someone else and build them up. But instead it's just like him and Justin Bieber bottom to the top and I'm going to stay there and we're going to be involved the whole time. And it's like, dude, at that point they, they own your image. They own your music. Like it's, I don't know. That's yeah. depressing. For sure. Interesting times, bro. For sure. Man, I was going to say something else. I was going to say, oh, speaking of Zilker Park, I went to Austin to get this little bike trainer for my bike, right? Because, you know, I can't go to the gym anymore. So I got this little bike trainer so I could bike at home, right? And um, I went and bought it, went to Austin, went and got it. And then I was like, oh, let me take, you know, my dog vodka. We'll go for a little walk in Zilker Park. Probably nobody's going to be there. I'll have my mask on. Won't have to deal with anybody, right? So I get out there. Uh, sun went down and literally like, you know, there's a, there's a road going all the way around the park mm-hmm. and, um, everybody just parks there and I get there and dude, the whole road is just filled up with cars, like double parked and everything. I'm like, what the hell is this? So we get down, I'm walking the dog and I get to like this one section of Zilker Park and they have this DJ set up, literally like two of those huge box speakers. Yeah. Uh, he's got his like turntables out under this, um, canopy and he's just like playing music for like all these people in the park and everybody's just like dancing and raving there's this guy like twirling fire and stuff and i was like damn this is freaking cool did you just join the party or what i joined it from far away because i had the dog (laughs) but if i didn't have the dog i'd be i'd be juggling fire too man (laughs) (laughs) that is dope but that was pretty dope man one thing i missed some damn concerts man like i'm not gonna lie yeah I've never been to one, bro. So, Dude, know. that is the God most tragic Lee, thing in life. And who even knows like when the next opportunity will come to to do yeah, one? They did have they did have those concerts where like they had a like a I don't know 
10 by 10 little uh-huh. sectioned out area and then like six feet away you had the next 10 and then the next 10 and it would like but there's no way they could fit as many people i wonder if they're just yeah. like starting to charge more to even it out or something something man mm-hmm. but yeah phil yeah, that's like priority number one man you gotta go oh, to like sure. a a big show. I'm talking like I'll, arena types. Yeah, bro. I don't. I don't want to go to some like random something. Like, nah, I, nah, nah. I've been to some cool like music events and stuff, but like I've never yeah. seen like a major major artist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Need to. Need to. All right. Let's yeah. let's wrap it up with some consumers consumerisms. Consumerism. What you guys been consuming? My my recommendation to the people this week is King of the Fall. I brought it up early. You know, we I got a. Mm. Gotta shout that one out. If you're into like crude lyrics and fire beats, then <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, go, like go all t- modern music. Go turn that shit on. Oh. <laughs> uh, what is it? What are we can we find that on? On all platforms, courtesy Ooh. of me. Um, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks to your comment, bro. Your your platform you. of choice, whether it's youtube.com, Spotify bloody apple music whatever the bloody hell whatever the bloody hell <laughs> <laughs> alright tell, tell you what I'm about to consume tonight <laughs> uh oh uh, no bro like no so we uh, last was it last week Elizabeth had like I think she had seen Batman Begins like a long time ago or something but like barely saw any of it and like didn't remember any of it but she's like never really seen the other uh, two movies in the Batman trilogy, yeah, which are like Dark Knight is like top three greatest movies of all time for me at least. Yeah, and so yeah, we'll, top it was like top six last time, bro. No, there's a no, that's Poseidon. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. guess it's come back up. That's <laughs> yeah, fucking Poseidon, bro. Get it right. Get a straight through <laughs> school, bro. No, so we watched we watched uh, Batman Begins. Phenomenal, phenomenal movie. I didn't realize it's like 2005, 2004, 2005. Dude, the movie's old now, but it's still so freaking good. Um, yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna watch Dark Knight, I think, tonight. Which for y'all will Ooh. be a few days ago. One of my favorite movies, man. I'm excited. That's gonna if you be if exciting, you haven't bro. seen Dark Knight, for one, shame on you. Two, <laughs> go, go watch it immediately. I, I think care. it's the best depiction of a villain. Oof. Oh, arguably yeah. ever, at least in the ones I've seen. Le- like, legendary, legendary. I could I could literally just watch his part. The, the, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about yeah, the Joker. Yeah, yeah. The Joker. Yeah, you know, Joker. I could literally just watch his whole parts and I'd be fine. Like, bro, yeah. he kills that. Phenomenal. Yo, who's greatest villains of all time? There's our question of the day. Okay. The Joker? The it's got to be the... Or Joffrey. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Joffrey's a little <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Yo, fuck Joffrey. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen Joffrey. it and I don't like this guy. Joffrey <laughs> or Ramsey, bro. I hate both oh. those guys. Ramsey Bolton, nah, screw that guy, bro. John could just Google, if you're never going to watch the show, which I re- recommend at some point you do, but if you don't ever watch the show, just YouTube Joffrey clips and you'll come, <laughs> there'll probably be some 30 minute clips of everything that Joffrey ever did and Honestly, you'll know why he's one of the top villains of all time. I'll take it a step further. Just Google an image of his face and you already know like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Low key. No, hey, check this. We're watching Batman. Y'all have both seen Batman Begins, I'm assuming. Uh, I saw that one maybe once. Really? Like, like, I don't even remember it. Such a good movie. Loki, we're watching. There's a scene where, like, Batman's, like, listening to something. He's, like, hanging on to some railing, looking at a building. And there's some kid that walks out 
and like looks at him. He's like, it's really you. It's Batman or whatever. And like Batman gives him one of his tools or something like that. Bro. Cookie. I was like, that kid looks like freaking Joffrey, bro. No. It's freaking Joffrey, bro. (laughs) I didn't know he was in anything else. We, we, We paused it and we were like, what? But, and this is 15 years ago. So he was like. Oh, he was like a little kid. He's like seven or eight or, I mean, I don't even know, something, something like that. He's in a couple scenes in the movie and we were like, no way. That what? It's like, I think Gleason, is that his name? The actor? I never like knew his name, actually. I don't know. Yeah, some, something Gleason or Gleason, but anyways, yeah, he's in Batman Begins. And so we we're like, wait, what in the world? Why is that? And he hasn't, he's talking in an, Eng- like a, an American accent. I was like, wait, this is one oh, freaking, wow. ta- like, it kind of shows you how talented that kid actually is. Like the versatility of his role. To be able yeah. to, at a young age, talk in an American accent like that, and one of the biggest movies of its of its time, I think it was the biggest movie of the year, I'm pretty sure, and then to go into something like Game of Thrones. Dude, yep. it's weird. Talented guy. Talented. He's definitely up there, though, in terms of, like, you just hate. Like, one of the most hateable hate. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, did you give a consumer? Uh, no, I don't think I did. But... I guess the only really thing, the only really like new thing is that little bike thing I got. I don't know if y'all ever heard of like Peloton. Yeah. Yeah. The like biking thing. Well, like you can do like training programs or like bike with people. Well, I got this one little kind of, um, it's kind of set your bike up on it and um, it can like control the resistance based on like this virtual world that you can log into and it's got like mountains and you can drive through like Europe or France or wherever you want to go mm-hmm. and um it kind of like changes the resistance if you're going uphill downhill oh that's but, um, awesome yeah you can you can like race with people as well i did a race yesterday um and dude bike races are just different man it's like two hours of literally that you know how like you know how you're working out and like maybe like at the last four like number mm-hmm. maybe like the third to the last you have like a little burn but you don't have that full burn. Mm-hmm. Well, that little burn for like three or four hours just going straight, like just, ah, ah. It's not like right. that went, bad, but it's there. You went Damn. from two to three to four hours. You're freaking me out a little bit. No, <laughs> well, yeah, that went, that went from zero <laughs> to 100 real quick. That escalated so quickly, bro. He's like, yeah, man, tonight, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm, he's on it right now, biking as he's recording this. <laughs> I was like, bro. Well, yeah, those bikers are different, man. They're That's like, crazy. They're Lance Armstrong, he's a, he's a different breed. Especially with those, with that uh, EPO or whatever he's Especially got. with those steroids. Oof. Hell yeah. Yo, my, uh, my mom got like, it's like the Nordic track or something like that. It's like the same level or whatever as the Peloton. And it'll literally like, when you're going uphill, it'll like tilt you back. Like yeah. it'll actually incline and decline as Ooh. you're going up and downhill. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. It's got a big old flat screen in front future, of it. That's the future, bro. I can't wait yeah. till that's like in VR. That'd be dope. Bro, that's like Wally shit. Well, yeah, like they have a bunch of accessories where you can like raise and uh, lower That's the dope. bike and stuff like that. And they have one coming out, Peloton or no, Bowflex, to where like the bike will just go like left and right, like oh, kind of like you'll like tilt a and stuff seat. like that. Yo, yeah. we're, we're getting closer to Ready Player One, boys. Bro, you know what'd be crazy <laughs> is if you could like hook that up to your Xbox and do like like bike racing games, like motorcycle racing games, and just like wow. Oh yeah, yo, 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 That'd be crazy. You know what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that that Peloton stock is man, it's been booming Oof, ever since this shit. COVID stuff happened. I believe it. Bro, I should have bought it during the crash with that commercial when it came out. Oof, yeah. All right, let's <sighs> wrap this bad boy up. Boom. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, share us with a friend. If you're listening in audio format, do us a favor and give us a quick five star rating. If it's uh, if you're thinking of giving like a four or three. 
just you know don't bother it takes too much time but if it's if it's a five-star rating oh it just takes a quick second so boom see you next tuesday thank you for tuning in we out deuces yeah man we didn't we didn't have that much uh soundboard this time man it wasn't it wasn't as a light of